Welcome to the First Apostolic Church Podcast. Our church mission is to love as God loves, showing compassion to every soul, thus winning those souls and equipping them to be sent out to plant and to harvest. Thank you for joining us today, and we hope that you are blessed by today's podcast. Isaiah in Hebrews. Jeremiah, Isaiah in Hebrews here for a footing today. I'm continuing with something I started probably five weeks ago. I only got one lesson in, but the Mason did his series, and uh, Sister McGee uh, spoke to us last week, and uh, this is my Mythbuster series, amen, this morning. And uh, so we're going to consider uh, something that has been stated, whether or not this could possibly be true or whether it may be false or whether there's a possibility of it, amen. And uh, what that is is this, forgiving means forgetting. Forgiving, I'm going to consider this statement, forgiving means forgetting. Is that true, false, or is that, is that a possibility? Jeremiah 31 and verse 34, the Bible says, And they shall teach no more every man his neighbor and every man his brother, saying, Know the Lord for They shall all know me from the least of them unto the greatest of them, saith the Lord, for I will forgive their iniquity and I will remember their sin no more. Isaiah chapter 43 and verse 25, 43 and verse 25, prophet Isaiah writes and says, I, even I, speaking of the Lord here, am he that blotteth out thy transgressions for mine own sake and will not remember thy sins. Hebrews Hebrews chapter 8 and verse 12, jumping from the Old Testament to the New Testament now, Hebrews chapter 8 and verse 12, the Bible says, for I will be merciful to their unrighteousness, And their sins and their iniquities will I remember no more. Skipping over to chapter 10 of the same book and verse 17, reiterated once again, and their sins and iniquities will I remember no more. Now, some might think, Pastor, those four verses basically sum it up. Let's just go on and get a fried chicken and we'll come back tonight. But please don't be presumptuous quite yet. Amen. Concerning the four verses that I read to you today. And let's ask God to help us and enlighten us. Is it, what's the deal with this, tra- this statement here? Forgiving means forgetting. We're going to investigate it here just for a little bit. Lord Jesus, I come to you today. God, I'm thankful, Lord, for your love this morning. God, for the songs of Zion, Lord, that have been sung in this house. I pray, oh, Lord, that you would help us today as we look at your word. I pray, oh, Lord, help us, God, to be able to teach it with clarity this morning. I pray, oh, God, you would touch each and every individual, Lord, telling the sound of my voice today. God, I pray, oh, Lord, that we would be eager to learn your word, Lord, and internalize it, God, and apply it, Lord Jesus, to our own everyday lives. And we'll give you the glory and the honor, Lord Jesus, for what you do in this place. In the name of Jesus Christ, I pray. The church say amen. 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 You may be seated this morning in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. If we can, in a, in a carnal setting or a secular setting, let's define forgiveness or what those that are uh, experts in the profession of psychology generally define forgiveness as. They define forgiveness as a conscious 
deliberate decision to release feelings of resentment or vengeance toward a person or a group who has harmed you regardless of whether they actually deserve your forgiveness or not. And so based upon this definition alone, I need to ask a few questions this morning to get your minds, and perhaps your coffee will help you with this if you had any today, to help your minds start to think. And so what I question is this this morning, is it possible to forgive someone and upon doing so, the memory of their injustice, misdeed, infraction, whatever you wish to call it, miraculously just disappear from our brains and we're unable to retrieve what has been done. Is it true that unless I have forgotten the situation, I'm not sincerely forgiven yet? Can forgiveness wipe a slate clean as though nothing ever happened? Can it heal a relationship without any traces of it having ever been broken? Does forgiving mean forgetting? Now, a large portion of society, the questions that I just pondered and put out there for you today, there's a large portion of society, both saved and unsaved alike, that would answer yes to every single one of those questions. As a matter of fact, I've read, I've read uh, in some time in my life, but I've read of some missionaries that first went to Labrador. It's the eastern province up in Canada, eastern province up in Canada, that whenever missionaries first went there, that they found no word for forgiveness in the Eskimo language of the natives there, so they had to create a brand new word which basically meant not being able to think about it anymore. For those natives, they illustrated, since there wasn't a word for forgiveness, that forgiveness then was this concept or idea of not being able to think about it even anymore. And so even in those regions that were first having the gospel carried to them in that province up there where it was uncultivated ground concerning the gospel, uh, where the gospel had not been shared. There were some honest people, honest missionaries that was equating this idea of forgiveness with forgetfulness. That forgiveness and forgetfulness were basically to certain degrees one and the same. That's how they were illustrating to these people, these Eskimos. Forgiveness was not being able to remember it again. Several years ago, the, the George Barna Research Group, who do all kinds of studies and, and surveys and statistics, they conducted a poll and a study of several people along the lines of forgiveness, and they asked each participant to rate statements as accurate or inaccurate. And among the different statements that they asked them, this was one of them, they asked, if you have really forgiven someone you should be able to forget or not recall what they have done to you. Now, those polled, 66% of the people agreed with that statement, that if you've really forgiven, then you should be able to forget or not recall what they have done to you. Folks, I'm standing up here transparent as glass today, and I want to tell you as your pastor that if that is true, then I must admit to you this morning that as I stand here right now, that I could rehearse some situations to you, some misdeeds, 
And I can still remember some very, very, very details of those misdeeds. And I even forgave the person for whatever it was that took place. As a matter of fact, did I forgive them? I mean, I could rehearse some details. I could do it. I'm going to save you the details. I'm going to save you the events and the misdeeds. But I could give you some details of where I was wronged in my life. But I, I offered forgiveness. But did I offer forgiveness? Nobody's saying anything because you always feel like I just sit in snares all over the place, don't you? <laughs> Amen. Let's take a quick poll today here. And let's see how many of us may be in trouble this morning. If you've ever forgiven someone for a misdeed or some wrong that they have done perhaps towards you in your life and you can still remember what you forgave them for, please raise your hand. Wow. Woo. Well, for the sake of us all, I hope the outcome of this lesson is favorable toward us. Then comes the question, ladies and gentlemen, does God forget when he forgives? Does he forget our sins? Matter of fact, let me phrase... Now, folks, don't walk into any traps I've said right now. Let me phrase this question a little differently. Does the omniscient, which means all-knowing God, forget or not know something about us after forgiveness? I mean, he should be our model, right? We want to emulate him and walk the way that he walks, talk the way he talks and so if he was to forget then shouldn't we forget now somebody might be saying pastor you already read four verses in the opening of this lesson today and pastor what part of I will remember your sin no more don't you understand first of all I want to relieve a tremendous burden off of all of us concerning God all right, I want to help us all today. Are you ready for this? I'm about ready to help you. We could probably go home after this statement. I'm going to help you right now. You ready? You are not God. Oh, let's close service. That was great. I mean, I think that's great. We can just go home right now. Amen. Because there's a, a, very, a real glance at humanity is this. Sometimes as humans, our mind wants to remember things we can't recall. I know none of you experienced that. Sometimes our minds re- wants to remember things we can't recall. Amen. You ever heard about that couple that was in their 80s who were having problems remembering? Huh? You heard of them? They decided to go to a doctor for a checkup, and they did. The doctor told them and said, hey, you're physically okay, but you might want to start writing some things down to help you remember. They said, okay. So later that night while watching TV, the old man gets up from his chair. His wife asks him, where are you going? To the kitchen for a drink, he replies. She asks, will you get me a piece of cake? The husband says, sure. She gently reminds him, don't you think you ought to write it down so you don't forget? He says, no, I can remember that. Then the woman says, well, I'd like some strawberries on top. You better write it down because I know you'll forget it. The man replies, I can remember that. You want some cake with some strawberries on top. She adds, I'd also like some whipped cream on top of that. Now, I'm certain you're going to forget, so you better write it down, okay? Irritated. He says, I don't need to write it down, woman. I can remember that. 
cake with strawberries and whipped cream. He grumbles and shuffles his way into the kitchen. About 30 minutes later, the old man returns from the kitchen and hands his wife a plate of bacon and eggs. She stares at the plate for a moment and says, Where's my toast? So the reality of the situation is, as humans, our mind wants to remember things we can't recall sometimes. But at other times, it remembers things we want to forget. And here is the scenario, ladies and gentlemen, of forgetting and forgiveness. Forgetting is a function of our brain, but forgiveness is a function of our spirit, of our will. The brain, the, the human brain is quite, quite uh, impressive. It has the ability to record 600 memories per second. And they say every one of those memories are still there whether you believe it or not. All the events of our life are always etched in our minds to the degree that it is humanly impossible to erase a memory from our minds. So here, though, is a dilemma then for you and I. And allow me, if you will, to illustrate with Scripture our dilemma. In Acts chapter 7, the Bible, Acts 7 and 59, the Bible speaks of Stephen, a disciple of the Lord. He's full of the Holy Ghost. The Bible says he's one of the first martyrs that's recorded in Scripture. He was stoned to death, the Scripture portrays. And the Bible says in Acts 7, 59, and they stoned Stephen, calling upon God and saying, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. And he, Stephen, kneeled down and cried with a loud voice, Lord, lay not this sin to their charge. And when he had said this, he fell asleep. So lay not this sin to their charge, Stephen said. What's Stephen doing? Stephen is offering forgiveness. Listen to me, though. He's offering forgiveness, all right, while the misdeed of being stoned is still in process. It's still being done. So if forgiving means forgetting, did Stephen forget what was currently taking place that he was currently forgiving them for? You're telling me he's saying, Father, don't, don't lay this to their charge. I forgive them in the moment he's saying that while stones are still hitting his body, he's forgetting what's going on. Is everybody here with me? Here's some additional scriptures, if you will, that people use, listen to me now, as proof text that God forgets our sins. Psalms 103 and verse number 12, as far as the east is from the west, so far hath he removed our transgressions from us. Micah 7 and verse number 19, he will turn again. He will have compassion upon us. He will subdue our iniquities and thou wilt cast all their sins into the depths of the sea. There's something I want to point out to you in these two verses of Scripture that I believe is very important to denote both in Psalms and Micah. In each of these verses of Scripture, these Scriptures are telling us, amen, what God has or will do with our sins in relationship to us. 
This is what God does with our sins and relationships. He removes our sins from us as far as the east is from the west. He, he puts them and casts them into the depth of the sea. That's their relationship to us. That's what God does with our sins. This does not tell us what God has or will do with our sins in relationship to himself. Someone say amen. Sadly, I must tell you, us people often tout these words, but the phrase forgive and forget's not in the Bible. Boy, I don't know if we just had a light bulb moment, but it's not. The phrase forgive and forget, I know people say that. You know where the Bible says you should forgive and forget? Don't say that. The phrase forgive and forget is not in the Bible. Search from Genesis to Revelations. It is not there. Now, people like to bring those words up whenever wrongs have been done. You need to forgive and forget, you know, and so on and so forth. But there's nothing here that tells us that God, listen to me. You've got to stay with me on this journey, all right? Someone go get mad and upset and leave early. Nothing here tells us that God will forget our sins. 1 Corinthians 5.10, look at this. Speaking of that day, judgment day, for we all, for all, for we must all, everybody say all, appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that everyone may receive the things done in his body according to that he hath done. Here's an important phrase, whether it be good or bad. Judgment day, God sees it all. The good, the bad, and as some people say, the ugly. <laughs> the ugly sees it all. Well, pastor, how does this happen if God forgets it? Let's further clarify this understanding of God forgetting. The Bible says in Romans 4 and 8, Blessed is the man to whom the Lord will not impute, which means charge, sin. Blessed is the man to whom the Lord will not impute or charge sin. All right? It's not that the Lord forgets our sin. He just doesn't charge us with our sin. See, the Lord does not exercise memory as you and I do. We think of God's in terms of us many times. He don't exercise memory as you and I do. Amen. We recall the past, you know. We recall the future. and We recall the present. But God has no past. Mm -hmm. All things are present with him. There's nothing past, present, future. All things are present with him. That's how he could tell those Jews whenever he was incarnate as Jesus Christ before Abraham was, I am, present tense. All things are present before the Lord. And if you go back to Jeremiah and you go back to Isaiah and read those beginning verses that I read to you and they used how the Lord spoke and said, I will remember your sins no more. The word remember there in the Hebrew means causing to remember, recalling or mentioning. In other words, I will not remember or I will not recall their sins. I will not remember or I will not mention their sins. It's not that God does not have the ability to remember. It's that he chooses not to remember. And so when he forgives us, what he does is this. He's not going to treat us less generously on the account that we have been some great and horrible sinners. He's not going to charge that to us. It's not that God doesn't remember what you've done. 
but it's God remembers and still knowing what you've done, God says, it's okay. I got blood for that. I got life for that. I'm not going to charge you with that. I'm not going to look down my nose upon you concerning that. It's not a forgive and forget. It's a forgive and I choose not to charge you. Someone hear me today? Matter of fact, when the scripture says God remembered, because we get that phrase oftentimes in scriptures, God remembered, no well. It's not because God forgot. Because remembering for God's not like you and I remembering. When we remember, we're recalling something we truly forgot. But when God remembers, it's in the sense of taking action on his promises. We have different people throughout Scripture that the Bible says God remembered. The Bible says God remembered Noah. The Bible speaks of Hannah and her, her, her moment in time of barrenness, but he was going to give her a child. And at that point in time, the Bible says God remembered Hannah. The Bible speaks of Abraham. Amen. And the promises of God for Abraham. And whenever God was about ready to start bringing that to pass, you know what the Bible says? God remembered Abraham. We look at Rachel and her barrenness as well, crying out to God, open the womb. Whenever he did it, you know what the Bible says? God remembered Rachel. It's not that he forgot Rachel or he forgot Abraham or that he forgot Hannah or Noah or any of these people. Not that God forgot, but whenever it said that he remembered, it meant I'm taking action concerning my promise toward this person. And so whenever God says, I will not remember, whenever God says, I will not remember their sin, what he's saying is, I'm not going to take action on my promise for sin. Because sin, the wages of sin is death. But I'm not going, for them, I remember your sin no more. I'm not going to take action on my promise concerning the sins you've committed. Why? Because you've sought for and got forgiveness. You should receive death, not just in a spiritual way, but in a physical way. But I will not remember. I'm not going to take action. I'm not going to do what you deserve. I'm going to withhold that. Not because I forgot, but because I I remember and I'm going to be gracious with that in my memory someone say amen so look if you will one more time look again at Micah 7 and let's put verse 18 with this now we read verse 19 let's read verse 18 with this now the Bible says who verse 18 who is a God like unto thee that pardoneth iniquity and passeth by the transgression of the remnant of his heritage. He retaineth not his anger forever because he delighteth in mercy. Everybody say, delighteth in mercy. Then he goes on. He will turn again. We read this already. He will have compassion upon us. He will subdue our iniquities and that will cast all their sins into the depths of the sea because he delighteth in mercy. Mercy, other translations say it like this, because his unfailing love, because his steadfast love, because his unchanging love, because his faithful love, gracious love, loyal love. Because of he delighteth in mercy or because of this unfailing, steadfast, unchanging, faithful, gracious, loyal love, his anger is not there forever and he subdues our iniquities and he takes our sins and puts them in the depths because of this unfailing, faithful, loyal, gracious love, this delighting in mercy. Wow. Now that really harmonizes, really harmonizes 
with what we know about love from the great love chapter of 1 Corinthians 13. For one, God's not a possessor of love. He is love. But the Bible says in 1 Corinthians 13, 5, speaking of charity or of love, love or charity doth not behave itself unseemly, seeketh not her own, is not easily provoked. And look at this now, thinketh no evil, which basically interprets this. Love keeps no record of wrongs. Love keeps no record of wrongs. He says, I'm not... I'm not trying to tally up points here. Bad, 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 good, bad, bad, good. I'm not trying to keep any records of wrongs. Doesn't erase the fact that wrongs, doesn't erase the fact that wrongs were committed or that I seen them or may even retain them in my mind. But I'm not keeping an account here of wrongs. Amen. And so the idea is then sometimes here, since God is love, he thinketh no evil. He's not keeping any record of wrongs. Because he delights in that love or delights in that mercy, he has the ability when he forgives us to take those sins and put them into the depths of the sea from you. And whenever God takes them from us as far as the east, from the west, or puts them in the depths of the sea, let me tell you this, that's more so for you than it is for him. More so for you than it is for him. And so contrary, I believe this morning, contrary to our belief, forgetting is not a genuine test of forgiveness. Forgetting is not a genuine test of forgiveness. Why? Well, for one, it's normal for there to be memories triggered in our minds in the future. It could be a setting. It could be a smell. It could be that individual walking into your life and all of a sudden you remember injustice that was done all right and so we have thoughts of our past hurts that come up into our life and some of you might be holding yourself in hostage and thinking man whenever they come around I remember that past hurt I just probably haven't forgave them yet and you're like just throw the baby out with the bathwater. I don't guess I'll ever be able to do it because I can't ever forget it you've been swallowed by this idea that forgiving means forgetting and that's just simply not true Whenever thoughts of our past occur and they come up, folks, it's what we do with them that count. Mm -hmm. It's what we do with them in that moment count. Amen. Just ignoring hurt and pain and the memory of the hurt and pain, that isn't forgiveness. Amen. Just ignoring it isn't forgiveness. Matter of fact, probably what you do when you're ignoring all that is what you're doing is suppressing anger. Amen? And it's natural to deal with our anger by doing what? Suppress it. Oh, yeah. We do all kinds. Anger is a very, very good umbrella for a lot of things that it's trying to hide. Anger is a good coverer. It can cover hurt and pain and, and inconsideration. We, we just camouflage it with anger. And so it's very natural to deal with our anger by suppressing our memory you got anger about something, just put it, you know, tuck it deep down inside of you. Amen. If you can suppress that memory far enough and long enough, some type of offense somebody's done toward you, you can go on and live your life. People suppress it rather than dealing with it. But it's a supernatural thing. Listen to it. It's a supernatural thing to remember what was done very clearly and for you to give up and renounce your right 
to have any type of revenge and forgive. Amen. Many times whenever we make forced attempts to forget past hurts, has the opposite effect on us. We're in our mind. I got to, man, I got to put that behind me. I got to put that behind me. And the more that you tell yourself you got to do that, you know what you're doing? You're searing that in your mind. You're making that memory, you're branding that episode into your memory. And sometimes it may even cause you to become bitter. Amen. But listen to me this morning. This is something I think is very, very important in all of this. Forgiving means forgetting. I think, I believe that our inability to forget showcases the true power of forgiveness because a person that forgives another for a certain situation and yet can still remember what was done to them and has memory of that forever in their mind although they may not be dwelling on the offense but certain things at times just brings it back up in their mind I think it shows the power of forgiveness because although you have the memory of it, you can go on and you're at peace and you have a certain level of peace with them. It's not that you forgot, but it's with, you still have the memory of what was done, but you still hold a spirit of forgiveness toward it and toward it. That is the power of forgiveness. Forgiveness may not... Well, you say, well, forgiveness... I, I dare to say, and I don't know if there is such a thing, but I dare to say... I believe it would almost take greater forgiveness to forgive a grievance we can remember than one that we forgot. Hmm? Mm-hmm. Probably take a little bit more exercise of forgiveness for something that is etched in our minds that we could remember than rather something that we have forgotten. The Bible says, Philippians 3, and verse number 13, Apostle Paul writes these words. He says, brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those, those things which are before. He says, I press toward the mark for the prize, the high calling of God in Christ Jesus says I'm not I'm not counting myself to apprehend but this one thing he says forgetting now whew. now here's Paul man he's had whatever he's had in his life probably had some hiccups and had some injustices and grievances in the past and he says man there's one thing I got down pat I forgot about it all so where are we in this situation here forgiveness means forget Paul said that he forgot about the past but the word forget in this context a scripture right here does not mean to put out of your mind or to erase from your memory. It means letting go. Paul says, I've not counted myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, I've let go of those things that are behind. What are you saying, Paul? I'm not going to allow my past experiences in my past to dominate and regulate the future that is in front of me, to prevent me to become in all that God wants me to become or plan for me to become. Amen. Because there are very well some memories, folks. There are probably some memories. I know there has to be in Paul's mind that are forever etched there, being beaten, 
being taken advantage of his own countrymen, being left for dead, being shipped. Here's probably some things that are forever etched in his mind. But you know what he said? Amen. That memory is there, but I've offered forgiveness, but I still remember it, but I'm letting go. I'm not going to allow it to regulate my life that's in front of me. I'm not going to allow it to be baggage that I carry into the next. I know it's there. I identify it. But every time I think about it, I think about the forgiveness I offered toward it. I'm not going to be held hostage. So you don't have to forget to forgive. Amen. You don't have to forget to forgive. But in your remembering, you remember that you forgave. And that's the power of forgiveness. Amen. So I'm not going to allow my behavior and I'm not going to allow my attitude to be controlled Amen, by this person that did me wrong in the future. Amen, that was responsible for some of these things. I don't know what they did to me, but I forgave. I forgave. Amen. So there's something that's, that's, that's nestled here in reality. Whenever Paul says that he forgot those things that were behind, there's something that's implied here, the letting go. And that is this. Paul says, I'm going to give and I'm going to offer continual forgiveness. Here's the key. Without holding a grudge. Without holding a grudge. So that's where we must be cautious. Because we are not creatures apt to forget. We have the ability that whenever that comes up in our minds, if we don't watch ourselves, we'll simmer, we'll stew. And what we do will create a grudge. But the power of forgiveness, Sister Margaret, is I remember it. I, did, I, I feel, I, whenever, whenever I see, whenever I hear, I could almost sense the same pain that I felt the moment that it was done. But you know what? I stepped back. I said, I forgave that matter. I forgave that matter. I'm not going to ride this thing. I'm not going to push that thorn in deeper. No, I'm going to let go. I remember and I consciously let go amen I've said this before I wish to say it one more time today and that is when you forgive someone it's not that they're getting off the hook it's you are it's not that you're getting them off the hook you're getting yourself off the hook you can go on with life because until then you keep yourself chained and fettered to something in the past and you're limited by that. But the moment you let go, you can go on. Uh-huh. You can go on. Does that mean the memory's gone? No. But neither does that mean you didn't forgive. Someone say amen. So whenever I considered this this morning, the old plea that forgiveness means forgetting, I would deem it today busted simply not true even for God it's not that he forgot my sin but he holds my sin right there in his hand and he says I'm not going to charge them I'm not going to charge them for that I'm going to remove the penalty for their sin uh huh I'm going to remove their penalty for their sin let me tell you he knows what I've done the good the bad and the ugly amen has he forgiven me yeah did he forget it no but he chooses not to take action on it that is maybe in the sense where people say God forgot, but the all-knowing, omniscient God, let me tell you, we're not going to know something he doesn't. 
Amen. We're not going to know something he doesn't. And the rest of us, I guess you go home and search your Bible from Genesis to Revelation and look for that phrase, forgive and forget. It's not in there. They probably get it from some of those verses I read to you where God says that I remember their sins no more. All right? It's not in there. Forgive and forget is not in the subject matter. If you'll stand with me here this morning because of his love. Love doesn't keep any records. Love doesn't keep any records. If you're interested, and I don't know anything about it, but in my study I realized whenever I started on this series five weeks ago and these, there were like ten statements that uh, basically were emailed to me in the newsletter and I thought, you know what, I'll do a series on those and just go through them and see what happens. Come to find out, I guess someone really wrote a book on them if you're interested, Larry Osborne's book. He wrote 10 Dumb Things Smart Christians Believe. Amen. And I've not read the book. I can't really give an endorsement for or against it. I just know that I guess these are 10 things of a subject matter from there and I didn't even know anything about it. But I got my own subject matter going on. So I may be in agreement or disagreement with what he says, but we'll just see when it's all said and done. Amen. But don't forget, don't forget, amen, when you offer forgiveness, you may still remember some of the hurt, the pain, the issue, and you don't need to be held hostage because, boom, that comes back in your mind. It's what you do with that memory when it comes back. You dwell on it. They said years ago, I don't remember which president, but one of the presidents was shot, didn't die right away, but a few weeks later he died because there were several doctors. Of course, medical ability was real different then, but people were probing inside of that, that, that opening where the, the bullet went in to try to retrieve that bullet. And they did this for several weeks, and he finally died. And he didn't die because of the gunshot wound. He died because of their probing into the hole to try to get the bullet. It created infection, and they never got it. He, they said it had been better if they just left it alone rather than to probe in. And so we got to watch that sometimes with our own individual lives. It's not the initial hurt sometimes that gets you. It's your probing your own probing deep inside that caused that to canker and infest and so on and so forth. You'd be better off if you just let it go. Amen. Let's pray this morning in this place. Father, I love you. Thank you for listening. If you would like more information about our services and activities, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter with the username FACMC. Again, that's FACMC. Thank you and have a blessed day.